Welcome to the IMO podcast, honest and open conversation between Curly Fizz. Hey, it's Benita with the IMO podcast. To introduce myself, I am a Kaylee and I will be your podcast host. And today I'm talking with Louise. Louise is a young mum who's currently working full time in the civil service. Hi Louise, it's really great to have you here. Thank you for joining me. Please, can you tell me about yourself? Um, hi Benita, thank you for having me. Um, Louise, I'm currently, I'm 22, I'm a mum and I'm currently working in civil service as uh, an EO and working for two directors. How's it going for you? Yeah, it's going really well. Um, it definitely is something to get used to working in civil service. Um, so much, every day I'm still learning, there's so many different like, departments, directorates, yeah. but um, you know, I like to think I'm making history and I'm at the heart of change and yeah, I like to think I'm a part of history. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, you mentioned that you was a young mum. Yeah. What's it like being a full-time working young mum? I definitely think it's something to get used to in terms yeah. of like balance and juggling everything. Mm. I think because I am a solo mum, it means I have less support. So it's more on my shoulders whereas yeah. if you're like have a partner or you've got someone it's a lot more balanced and so I think it is quite a lot to juggle but obviously you make it work because you have to yeah. um yeah how's your experience being a young mum I definitely think mine is different to everyone else's only because I had her in the pandemic when lockdown happened so mm-hmm. see, because of that everything was shut there were restrictions yeah. I had to you know give birth alone and so I think my idea of it isn't as great only because mm. I wasn't able to have the full experience and obviously being alone and being isolated because yeah. of lockdown I think that made my made me a little bit negative about it yeah, yeah. Um, when you say negative um well when you have a child or um i think it's important to have like a village around you have support yeah, of course and obviously when the restrictions were i couldn't see my grandma i couldn't yeah. see my siblings yeah. i had to say you know six meters away um and it was a very difficult time i like giving hugs so yeah wasn't course. even allowed to hug your loved ones you know in fear of covid yeah. and so you know the first few months after giving birth and mm-hmm. having to be by, be by myself and not have that much support because restriction was very difficult and hard because yeah, I was navigating it alone and yeah. people I wanted around me because of, you know, having to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy looking after a child alone, so many challenges and, you know, so I really have to applaud you for that, so yeah. Thank you. Um, what's the positives of being a young mum? Well, I'll say I have more time with her. Yeah. So we have more time, I have a lot of energy yeah. um, <laughs> to be able to keep up with her and she also like, She's given me a lot of like sense, purpose. Like because of her, I'm more passionate about what I want to do. I'm more, yeah, like mature. She, I've had to grow up quite a lot, but in a good way. And she's definitely helped me see the world in a better place and helped me become a better version of myself. So I'm really grateful for that. That's really cute. Can you tell us a bit about your experience in care? Yeah. So I went into care when I was 11 years old with my twin sister and little sister mm-hmm. and we was we went in from 11 and obviously left when we were 18. Mm-hmm. My, my little sister she's still in um and she well she's coming at eight or well, 19 studying in her second year of university. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, um, yeah, so we went in when we started year seven. So it was quite a difficult time for us because obviously, you know, going from living with your like, family to then moving into starting a new school and having to live somewhere new was quite daunting. Yeah. Uh, but luckily I have my twin, so we would travel together to the, our new high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think it's something, I never knew what care was. And when I did, I thought it was Tracy Beaker oh, on yeah. the TV. Um, yeah, people have that perception. Yeah. Because oh, you're in care for Tracy Beaker. But yeah. it's not even like that. No, like, they just definitely. always have that perception. It's like, it should change. Well, not Tracy Beaker, please. No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, definitely. And we live with a foster family. Of course. Um, And she was really lovely. And she had her own kids. And mm. she adopted. And so it made it more like we needed more of that like family structure and it was mm-hmm. really nice to have that support at that time mm-hmm. um yeah did you like have any problems with like your foster care or... yeah so yeah so me and my twin we used to argue quite a lot in the first year yeah we got into like a really like bad fight and then um the social workers took my twin away and she never yeah. came back um so then it was me and my little sister and then i think as i got more into high school making friends I was bullied quite a lot severely so I would like have the wrong friendship groups like peer pressure and um, I used to get into a lot of arguments with my foster carer because like she didn't understand like she like I'm not wasn't a naughty kid but I'd be hanging around with the wrong people but there were times where I didn't want to hang around with them but I was threatened but she didn't understand that so she just thought I was like you know she was like oh why don't you come out of it stop doing that but it's like no I'm being you know peer pressured and threatened by people um so we would argue quite a lot about that I think Teenage years are quite troubling for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like making friends, trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was just very difficult to navigate, so we'd argue quite a lot about that. Yeah, I get that. Like, did you have any more problems with her, would you say? Yeah, only because, um, so like, when I, sometimes I would fight with my little sister or yeah. argue with her. Yeah. So because I was bullied, I was bullying her and, at the time, and so. I'd cause quite a long argument with my foster care at the time because obviously like, I was bullying my little sister um, mm-hmm. and fighting with her, which I shouldn't have done. I think I was just really angry at the world at the time. I didn't yeah. understand. I wanted to. Be, I wanted to live with my mum. I didn't understand why, you know, why we were here yeah. and I wanted to know when we could go back. We obviously weren't able to go back, but most adults around me weren't really speaking to me and it was kind of just felt a bit helpless, really, especially when I was struggling at school and being bullied. It's just. Yeah. It was a very difficult time. I was taking out my little sister, just taking out my foster care, and like it was just a communication barrier as well yeah. because obviously different ages, different times, yeah, um, not being that like, understood. What do you think that needs to change about the care system? I definitely think that people think kids don't know a lot, and actually kids kids know more than they realise. Like when I went into care, no one told me you're going into care. No one even told me what it was about. It was just like we got to the town hall. Uh, we got in a cab taken away from my mum. We didn't know when we were seeing her. We didn't know who was going there, what was happening. Mm-hmm. And they took, took, took us to our first foster carer's house. And we had no idea what a foster carer was or why we had to stay here and what was going on mm-hmm. and why we couldn't go back. And I think it's important to let young people know, like inform them more what's happening to them. Yeah. Um, it's because it's quite a scary time, you know, imagine being moved, you know, far away. You yeah. don't know where you're going and what's happening. And also I think, Sometimes, you know, the way they word things on reports about young people in care can be perceived as negative. They might say they're naughty or they're not following instructions, but that's not actually the case. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, 
just want to be seen yeah but seen a lot of us you know suffer sometimes to communicate we haven't been taught the techniques to communicate or mm-hmm. we have certain traumas so yeah our behaviors might be a bit different or we might express things yeah. negatively and then once you express things away people think oh okay you're a screw up or you, mm-hmm. you you're this you're like um they get this perception of you yes and it's just not right it's just because a caregiver just wants to be seen heard they want to feel appreciated you know because they've been through traumas in their life and they're probably finding it hard to navigate Mm -hmm. certain life they don't know much about care they're just you know trying to find more and it's just quite hard so definitely i think in term a lot needs changing the care system and also you know the care cliff when soon as you hit 18 you're left on your own and that's it and for me that was a scary time because imagine your most of your life someone's looking after you they're they're taking you to appointments they're doing your washing they're doing your cooking yeah and next thing you know you need to know about a credit score yeah exactly cook and clean use the washing machine and budgeting all of that money so like especially when you've never handled it before um and then normal most people who won't care have their family will have some sort of support auntie uncle grandma when you leave care you don't have those ties because of the situation yeah. you know being in care and so when it comes to call on someone's support let's say you need help with mm-hmm. something middle of the night or you need to go to A&E or, or you need like a second um contact you don't have that yeah and those things are so important just be able to have someone help you move in or to yeah. know who to call when it comes to plumbing or electricity like these are things that even money can't buy mm-hmm. or even be able to have someone to support you when you're going through a hard time or you've gone into hospital just be able to have some, someone hold your hand or be able to call someone it's like we didn't get that luxury and mm-hmm. i think it's it's really sad because no not no wonder but the statistics for us are quite high when it comes to like you know crimes like that yeah. and no one understands actually like if there was more support if there was more of, like, yeah. of, of a, a system where we had like a paired up with a mentor or buddy like you know lifelong yeah. that those statistics would go down yeah of because course. when you don't have when you don't have people around you you know your, your options are limited yeah some people want to change they want to get out of situations but actually they, they don't they don't have the support to get out yeah. sometimes people need extra you know pull from from someone to help them realize actually this is not okay or, yeah. um there are a lot of services out there that we don't even know about that can help us but because we don't know the right people where we don't know the information yeah. which could potentially save us and help us yeah so i definitely think this care cliff does need to end because it's not okay and if it was someone else's child they wouldn't just cut contact at 18 they would make sure yeah. they check on them make sure yeah. they're okay yeah because even me like a lot of people have that problem like once they reach 18 there's not you don't hear from them yeah like you have to do it all on your own i'm like so my, i tell myself like why should it be like that exactly. like we were in the system we should get more support they should be doing enough so we have the support so we can they can nurture us to where we want to be like we shouldn't be having to chase them we shouldn't be able to like feel alone there should be more done so yeah i definitely agree with what you're saying so yeah i think because the government are corporate parents we should really be doing better than um kids maybe who live with their families because there should be more support on offer yeah um and the fact that the government are corporate parents sometimes they let us down even when yeah. certain accommodations we live in sometimes they're not suitable not safe yeah. or they're not regularly um, but you have stopped. to accept it exactly you, you have, have to accept it. it you know i was moving to a hostel yeah um it was unsafe the people they put in there it was a very a scary hard time yeah. you know i woke up one day to armed police at my door looking looking for someone who lived there previously yeah. you know there's nothing prepares you for that and then you're on your own yeah scores all that stuff applying for housing oh my gosh that was a nightmare forms and forms 
even my birth certificate, I didn't have that when he went into care. I had to chase down my social work and then I actually had to go and get um, a replacement because they couldn't even find my original birth certificate. You know, I'm lucky to know my parents' name and know my family, but what about for some kids who were adopted or they don't know their parents mm-hmm. or because of safeguard and they had to be changed or all sorts of, all these important documents or things that yeah. we need to know about um, sometimes get missed. Even if you wanted to write your file report, sometimes a lot of the information is redacted. Yeah. Or the language in there is so negative, it just it makes it seem like, you know, the situation's I'm not saying it's more severe, but I think even the way they were stuff about young people was actually quite harmful sometimes. Yeah. Because that may not be the case, but the language they've used could yeah. have, you know, portrayed the young person as, as um a certain way. Yeah, a certain way. And I think that's where we get the judgment from. Yeah. Um, you know, and even, you know, in the prison systems a lot of people who were care experienced. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why should more of that? Why is there so many of those who have been care experienced? Surely it should be less. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, it's important that we are looked after and we thrive because we can thrive with the right yeah. support. And yeah. if you leave us at 18, how can we thrive? Yeah. I mean, we're human beings. Exactly. Like, we all need we're support. We're no different from any other person. Just because we're a care leaver, it doesn't mean we're no, different. No, exactly. At the end of the day, our situation on how we came into care, is that that's how it is. And yeah. You know when we come into care there should be that support and we shouldn't be judged for that and we should be helped especially when we are going to our adulthood because yes i was 18 but i was no when i was not ready for the world and that transition having to navigate that yeah. in college and all the forms and it you know it was it was crazy mm-hmm. it was really intense and i'm glad i had some support around me to help but mm-hmm. like how like where you are now do you think you're you're better yes yeah i'm definitely in a better place now but it took a long while for me to get here like you have to grow up fast like we mature a lot more than everyone else you have to get on your feet you have to mature you have Mm. to just when the world you know you don't have time to process what's happening and when bad things come your way you just have to get on you're in survival mode Mm. what you're thinking about is can i pay my bills can i eat am i going to be okay today everything else doesn't really matter and so because we're in survival mode, we're not able to relax, we're not able to just breathe. We have to keep constantly on the go. And I think that's what, you know, can be quite harmful in the long run. Yeah. I'm grateful for my experiences because I know a lot more now and I can help a lot of people. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't prepared well yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, definitely something they should, should change. I feel like and people need, need to be prepared more for the grown-up world, for the adult world, yeah. and what actually comes at 18. Like, if you don't have a high enough um, credit score, you can't even get a phone, you can't even get a SIM taken out. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that is important, or, you know, different council bandings, you know, you yeah. have to have certain eligibility, or if you're working, you know, certain benefits can help you, or certain grants, you know, yeah. there's all those things which we should know about, which we don't, or yeah. that can help us. Education. You know, if you want to go 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 back to it at a later stage, there are grants to help support you. Mm-hmm. Um, especially being care leaver, there's foundations who will there are comp- the foundation charities who will pay for your education. Mm-hmm. Whether, um, you know, in all in all subjects at university or higher education, but if we're not know if we're not told about it, we don't know we miss out. Yeah, because that was I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know about that at 18. I felt I found out that at quite an early age. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your experience with discrimination? Um, so, I well never knew what, what it was until I was in high school, so about year 10, year 11, and then, so I was moved from London to Kent, mm-hmm. um, and then I was moving to like a small little town, mm-hmm. um, and most of the population was, you know, white, mm-hmm. um, and I'm 
you know, Black British Caribbean like heritage, and so yeah. um, I know it's a massive difference, and people yeah. were negative and you know horrible towards me because of like, my ethnicity, and it, I didn't understand at the time yeah. um, or what was happening to me or why it was happening to me, and I think that really threw me off because mm-hmm. I grew up in London, it's very multicultural, my family's multicultural, yeah. um, and so to kind of you know, be judged for something that I can't control was really, really hurtful to me and affected me. Yeah. Did you feel like you could tell somebody about it? Well, I did try to speak up, but at the same time, there's not much they could have done for me. The people, the adults around me, because they couldn't come to school with me. Yeah. Um, and obviously some of these kids, you know, the upbringing, things they've learned, things they've seen, is just something that you can't change overnight. That's all they know. So um, it was very difficult. I felt very alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like I couldn't really come to them when I did. It just kind of was, Put to one side even my social worker he went to the head teacher and asked if they could have a diversity inclusion program in their school yeah to help them be aware of more cultures and the school rejected it wow i know wow that is so <laughs> terrible yes that like, was shame on that school yeah because <laughs> there should be more about that like it's so sad to hear that you're going through that and they just what did nothing like you should have got more support you should have got yeah you shouldn't have had to feel like he was alone and how old was you 14 at the time. 14, that's such a young age. It can really affect somebody, like it affect their mental health, their confidence. And I feel like the teachers or the this whole school should have been a lot more to support you and guide you. Definitely, you know, I was, for the minute I got there, I was judged, I was stereotyped. Um, it was very hard for me because because of that, I hated myself. I started like trying to wear like, you know, light makeup. Oh. I started trying to straighten my hair. Yeah. At one point I tried to like, know erase everything about me that was you know that was linking me to black and try to like i dare say but be white or you know just to fit in don't change you are you're beautiful i know <laughs> but looking back now that's yeah. what i wanted to fit in I, I hated it and it's something i can control and it's just yeah you know it's like when you're in that point when you're in that place when it's happening to you it's just like it was a hard time oh, yeah. i love myself now i'm proud to be you know my heritage and my culture but at that time it, it was a difficult time for me i felt alone and it just, it, you know, what happened to me, I wish anyone's happened to you. Yeah, I'm just, just hearing about that is really sad because it's also a place where you got, you had to be moved to. Like, you didn't want to be there, didn't you? Like, you had to be there because that's where they moved to you. That's yeah. where you're a social worker. So it's just like, wow, it's sad to hear. But yeah, part of that situation now, so that's all that matters. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to young care leaders I definitely think one advice I'd give them is have as much support I think it's important to have as much support around you meaning that whether it be fam whether it be if if you're able to have your biological family or friends but even if it's you know teachers at school college university you know teachers or you know friends at work um it's important to keep keep close ties with people you yeah. never know when you need that support and we all need people you know that's a matter of life and especially when you're in the care system you don't have that much support system especially yeah. when you're 18 that goes and i think it's important to look into charities organizations that can help you and to mm. have a mentor have a buddy have some sort of a person you can come to when you need help whether it be with bills housing education or even being or even being able to have someone to talk to you i think it's super important and having some sort of a plan yeah. um in place or you know things that you like doing i think it's important to 
find out what you like doing yeah because um you know when we get to that age and we're on our own it's like we have to think fast on our feet and it's important that we thrive so having the right support system around you that having that right backing you know if there's something you want to do and you're passionate about definitely look into it you know try to find out how you can get into it because there's a lot of support for us out there we just don't know about it yeah um and i think also to just you know don't be so hard on yourself you know yes there are statistics but we are people we're not just numbers and at the end of the day it's just like I know numbers, the statistics can get us down, but you know we can do better. We can thrive with the right people around us, and it's mm-hmm. it's important that we have the right people around us. You know yeah. that just because something happens doesn't mean that's it for us. You know we can turn our lives around. Things can get better. We just have we can't give up. We have to keep having hope. We might have setbacks, but you know it's important to not give up. A lot of people may give up, give up. A lot of people may give up on us, but we can't give up on ourselves. You know how dare they? How dare they try to write us off, yeah. you know? No, yes. believe in yourself. We can do this. That's right. Oh, thank you so much, Lindsay. It's been lovely to have you. Thank yeah. you, Denise. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For more stories, experiences and advice from other care experienced people, visit childrenscommissioner.gov.uk slash IMO. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at IMO underscore latest.